Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Hey, Claude, how you doing? Hello, Jacquie. I'm doing just great. How are you? I am good. As you guys know, I'm on vacation, which is the reason for the season of audio only. And it's like I needed a vacation so badly when I was home before I was leaving. I was just like feeling like I shouldn't even take this vacation. That's how much I needed one. I just like felt like it was so frivolous. But like now that I'm here, I'm like, no, bitch, you needed to go. There's literally no such thing as a vacation that's too frivolous. That's the point of vacation. They're frivolous. right? And I'm working through it. So I actually don't feel too... um, useless and so to me that's like the perfect kind of vacation but so far it's been so great I got some sunshine so I'm no longer green and purple Mm -hmm. and I also put on ample sunscreen I learned from you Snatchler learned your lesson yep and I didn't get sunburn or anything just you know like a little actually when I put on sunscreen then I get nothing so it's like what's the point of even sitting out there Mm -hmm. but I definitely think the vitamin d is good for me so I'm just I'm sun-kissed I'm enjoying and I'm happy to be back on the toes to talk about everything that we need to talk about I feel like you're definitely sun-kissed in more of like an emotional sense than a physical sense. Yes, definitely emotionally kissed by the sun. Yeah, because I'm looking at you and you look the same. Hurtful. No. Hurtful. No, that's good. That means you didn't expose yourself to harmful rays. It's true. I'm so not about harmful rays. Like at this stage in my life, I've no, learned. We are entering the big three out. Like we cannot be just exposing ourselves to harmful UV rays. No, it's about the SPF 70 and the bucket hat. You guys, bucket hats save lives. I feel that so strongly. And it's like, has Gwyneth Paltrow been teaching us absolutely nothing in her time on this earth? Like, protect your skin. Protect your skin. I want to know how your weekend was because, as you told us on Friday, you were going to need copious amounts of adrenaline to get through. Mm, I'm choked up thinking about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I want to know how it went for you. Did the truckers for adrenaline come through? Yeah, you know what? It actually ended up like not being that overwhelming, you know, like it was a manageable amount of social outings. Like I didn't need to tap into my reserves of adrenaline. It was just like, a, I guess that's like what normal people do on the weekends. But like when I'm hungover, I literally don't leave my house. But it was so gorgeous in New York Saturday and Sunday. And I managed to get out of the house both days. And I was really glad that I did. I had lunch with Kaylor yesterday and it was super special. I heard Kay hit the town yesterday and that really hurt. That hurt me. She also went shopping and like I always thought, you know, Haranti would take her shopping one day, so yeah, that cut deep. But these are the sacrifices we make to go on vacation. You know, it's so true. You literally miss like pieces of your niece's life, like growing up. 
Yeah, no, it's like I've been in the city for a whole ass year. Kayla steps out the day I leave. <laughs> no, that's just how life works. No, like man plans, Kayla laughs. She literally laughed directly in my face yesterday. Oh my God, was it the sound of angels singing from the heavens? We actually had an amazing day. And so I was really glad to see the daylight, even though usually I literally don't get out of bed on the weekends, but it was kind of nice. I was into it. Interesting. Yeah, that, that's always that's always a cool thing to do is get out of bed. Yeah, it is. Sometimes. Um, aside from that, I just want to do a little plug because yesterday we dropped a new Patreon episode all about our anniversary, the Q anniversary. You know, it's the one year anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve. So Claudia and I did a Q&A taking all of your questions and the... The episode, much like the year, was very much an emotional roller coaster. Like, there were highs, there were some lows. We kind of, we just like let it all out. We're talking about everything from the past year. Toastmageddon, Zoom toast, like all of the things. There was a lot to unpack. There was a lot to unpack. So it's up now at patreon.com slash the morning toast. Check it out if you're looking for more content from us because you're not seeing our beautiful, stunning, and smart faces. Speaking of beautiful, stunning, and smart faces, merch is available now at shopmorningtoast.com. Also, it's worth mentioning that nothing about my face today is beautiful or stunning. So it's probably for the best we're doing a remote podcast episode. For sure. But you're still smart, Claude. You're still I mean, smart. I'm literally a merit scholar. Yeah, we love to see it. Um, well, we have a great show for you guys today. Of course, like nothing really happened over the weekend, but Real Housewives of Atlanta was on last night. I watched, so we'll talk about that. And we'll just like shoot the shit to get you through this treacherous Monday. Yeah, it's a super Monday. But like you said, really nothing much, like no breaking news. Mm-hmm. Usually on a Monday, there's something that like, we have to get down to business. Um, so today we just like could get down to business if you're ready. I'm so ready. You, you don't want to sing about it? No, I don't. I'm literally like still hungover. If I sound monotone, that's why. I'm okay. not in any position to be singing. And you know what? I think there'll be a lot of people who are really grateful for that. Okay. Those people are going to like keep you drunk so that you yeah. don't sing. They'll see me out in public and they'll send me shots. It's a great way to get free drinks. <laughs> okay. But also without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <sighs> And speaking of hangover, today's uh, sponsor could not be more pertinent because it is brought to you by Liquid IV. You all probably know about the Liquid IV popular hydration drink mix. Their energy multiplier is an absolute game changer and gives you that little extra boost we all need. So I love the hydration mix. I hate drinking water and I also find it really helpful when dealing with a hangover. But their new product, the energy multiplier, is the bomb. It's time to clean the slate and start 2021 off on the right foot. Um, if you stick... One stick of the uh, energy multiplier is like drinking two cups of coffee. So if you want to stop drinking coffee or just kind of wean off coffee, this is a great product to use it because it's an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks for a sustained energy boost throughout the day. So I don't drink coffee, but I do sometimes struggle with um, like needing a boost of energy. And I find the uh, energy multiplier just to be everything of the sort, perfect for a gal like me. I know a lot of people are trying to cut back on caffeine, so this is the perfect product for it. It's premium matcha and green energy blend tastes delicious and provides a lasting energy boost throughout the day. It's the boost you'd get from one to two cups of coffee, but without the crash. The energy multiplier contains a mixture of matcha, guayusa, and ginger that's high in antioxidants and helps improve mood and focus. 
Um, Liquid IV's cellular transport technology delivers an optimal ratio of nutrients for more effective uptake. Grab your energy Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST. That's 25% off anything when you order using the promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today, liquidiv.com. Sign on, get hydrated. I'm talking to you, Claudia. No, I know. That's literally me today. (laughs) Okay, our first story of the day, the ships are docking for Quavo and Sweetie. Oh, yeah. They've broken up. He's saying, you are not the woman I thought you were. So he took to Twitter hours after his ex confirmed their split on the platform where she implied she left over infidelity. She said, I'm single. I've endured too much betrayal and hurt behind the scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character. Presents don't band-aid scars and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. That's powerful stuff. That's powerful stuff. She said, I emotionally checked out a long time ago and have walked away with a deep sense of peace and freedom. Well, all we can hope for for anyone is a deep sense of peace. Um, No, in this day and age, there's truly nothing more valuable. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm excited for this new chapter of Elevation. And he responded by saying, I know you want to make this into a show, so I'll play my part just this one time. I don't normally put... I know I don't normally put my business out there, especially my personal life. I feel the need to address this so there are no false narratives. I had love for you and disappointed you did all that. You are not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. Oh, my God. So, like, they're literally just, like, both saying opposite things. Like, who who do we believe? You know, I really feel like in a breakup, like, you both can have completely opposite perspectives on what actually went down. And they both both be telling the truth. A hundred percent. There's your side and my side and the truth. Yeah. That's literally it, like what you just said. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's there's it. three there's three sides to every story. But don't you ever feel like, yes, there's your side and there's my side and my side is the truth. <laughs> no, by the way, there's only two sides to every story. Your side and the and the truth. You mean in this story between you and I? Oh yeah, sorry, I fucked up that joke. Okay. Like there's only two sides to every story. Your side and the truth. Do you get it? <laughs> Are you're, I think like you're I'm trying saying, to say that like I'm saying my side is obviously is, the truth. Yes, yes, yes. I said that. I said that too. You know, I was trying to like <laughs> word it up for you. Which I think this conversation just underscores the fact that like literally there's three sides. Yeah, because like you could be communicating with someone in you, the same you, language and not be understanding each other no, whatsoever. You literally think that your side is the truth. I think I'm saying my side is the truth. So then there's the actual truth. Right. But most of the time, like my side is 100% the truth. That's your truth, and you should live out your truth. (laughs) You know, fuck that. It's not my truth. It's the (laughs) truth, okay? Don't play those games with me. (laughs) Well, hopefully one day we'll get down to the truth with Quavo and Sweetie. But in the meantime, like, this, I'm sad that they're broken up. Me too. I actually really liked them as a couple, but, Mm -hmm. like, Sweetie is everything. And I'm not mad that we're going to, like, get to see her, like, you know, launched onto the dating scene in young Hollywood because she's just, like, so sickeningly gorgeous. And she has some of the most fire looks. He did get her a few Birkins and I also believe a Bentley. So I'm just curious, like, where that lands. Like, does she get to keep it? I would imagine that you get to keep it. Because even think about, like, you know, non-celebrity relationships. Your boyfriend gets you a necklace. Like, you don't give it back. So just because the presents are on a bigger scale doesn't change the rules. Yeah, but do you think, like, aren't cars, like, don't you have to give cars back, like, a lease? If it, Oh, if it's leased. Does that still count as a present if someone gets you a leased car? Well, remember with Kylie and Tyga, like, there was that whole thing with, like, a leased car? 
And so I just need was, to see. I just need to see the registration. Is it leased or bought? Yeah, but I, I mean, didn't know people of, buy cars. Like I thought, everyone leased them. It depends. It just depends, especially for these like really nice cars. They're collectors' items. Right. You don't lease a collectors' item. I guess that's super true. Oh, that's like that line from that Kanye West song. Do you know what, what I'm talking it? about? Hold on, I'm, no. I need to Google it. Where is my fucking mouse? Yeah, it's about a Maybach. Kanye West Maybach lyric. lyric. Lyrics.com. Okay, here. Rick Ross? No, that doesn't sound right. Hold on. Take your time. Kanye West. How do you spell Maybach? M-A-Y-B-A-C-H. But it's not, it's a song by, okay, the song by Rick Ross called Maybach is really getting in my way because I believe it features <laughs> Kanye West. Do you know another word that's in the lyric? Yeah, they're talking about a guy. It's like. Do they say lease? No. Yes. It's like white people. Hold on. It's like a hilarious lyric. Mm. How do you spell Maybach? M-A-Y-B-A-C-H. It's just like really bothering, bothering me now that like I can't find it. But you oh, know, I found it. Found it. Okay. Okay, show more. Someone is screaming into their phone. I know, I know. Sorry. But, like, I used to live for this song. Okay. He asked me about my Maybach. Think he had the same, except mine's tinted and his might have been rented. You know, white people get money, don't spend it. Or maybe they get money by business. Whatever. I just thought that was, like, a pertinent line. Yeah, I think that that's relates yeah well there was a time in my life where like you cannot play that song without me torturing you like I knew all the words and it was like the only song I knew all the words to what song is it click 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 (laughs) click click yeah it was really not that hard to learn that's cool that you knew all the words to that you know I'm kind of like a really um like smart person yeah okay well you ready for our next story because speaking of the dating market someone's off of it who Bella Thorne is engaged Oh, yeah. To her boyfriend, Benjamin Mascalo, after nearly two years of dating. Cool. Um, she's been, like, you know, a mainstay yeah. on the market for yeah. two years. No, she, um, she's a girly girl. Like, I literally don't know what to say about her. <laughs> I know. We haven't talked about her in a really long time, but, like, she's such a big celebrity, and, like, everyone's always talking about her. But now well, she's engaged, so I feel like that's news. Well, she's just, like, an interesting celebrity, because I know we, we're not supposed to compare women, but I do. And I compare her so often to Zendaya. Like, they really started out together. And when you see where Zendaya is, um, and how different of a career she ended up having than Bella Thorne, it's just so interesting to see. Like, Bella Thorne is, I would say she's an influencer more than an actress. Yeah. Yeah, it, they're very different. I would never really even think to compare them, but yes. But they Shake were both, It Up Chicago. Of course, they were both shaking it up in Chicago. Yeah, and they really shook the fuck out of that place. They did. That show was really good. I know, and the theme song was bomb too. For sure. The dance moves sickening. Original TikTok. Literally, like before TikTok was a thing. Okay, well, here's the deets. On Saturday, the 23-year-old actress and the Italian singer announced their engagement after nearly two years of dating. She said yes, he shared on Instagram, while Bella shared a video of herself showing off her pear-shaped diamond engagement ring on her Instagram story. Thank you for being amazing, baby. I love you so much. Yay, we're getting married. Celebration in Italy and America both, he said in a video. Okay, I mean, like, get in line between, like, all the other girls in America who thought they were getting married in Italy this year, like, good luck finding a venue because the COVID brides have already rescheduled their weddings and all the venues are taken. LOL. I mean, but you could, I tr- but you could try France. 
<laughs> That's funny. Thanks. I can't believe she's been dating someone for two years. Like, where? I had no been? idea. I thought she was dating Modson. Like, I'm still in that era. Yeah, she was dating Modson, but now Modson is dating Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. It and really... Modson like briefly dated Tana Mojo, who also dated Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. Yeah. So it's a twisted Hollywood love rhombus. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, I don't know who but, this man is, though, but I'm happy for her. I'm sorry to this man. He's an Italian singer. He's, I've heard... Oh, that, is it Paolo? I heard the Italian camper's a really big fan of his. I heard he's playing at the Coliseum, Paolo, with his girlfriend, Isabella. <laughs> Bella Thorne. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, it's Bella and Paolo. What's his name? Benjamin Mascalo. I think he should change his name to Paolo. I Sing for me, Paolo. Are you ready for our next story about what the kids are up to? What the fuck are the kids up to now? I think you knew this, but I don't know if the toasters at large know this. Mark Wahlberg is launching a Gen Z production company with TikToker Josh Richards. Yes. Mark Wahlberg is getting down with the kids. Page Six is told the actor and Hollywood mogul is launching a Gen Z-focused production company with TikTok star josh richards richards and unrealistic ideas the production company led by Wahlberg, steven levinson and archie gibbs work together to set up crosscheck studios which will be helmed by richards they hope it will become the go-to production company for the next generation and internet native creatives i mean mark Wahlberg's really really smart like i like he's not a billionaire for a reason you know no he is a billionaire for a reason so i actually think that this is a good idea i just find it really interesting that like all these older people have tapped josh Richards specifically to be like the voice of gen z he's on that podcast with dave portnoy and now he's been tapped for this and i don't even think he's like everything of the sort you know yeah so do you have any inclination as to why it might be him that he, that he's the go-to. Do you think that he pitches these people? Like maybe he Josh Richards must have an amazing agent. Like that's literally what yeah. it comes down to. But maybe he's has a business savvy mind, and he's like, yeah, that's possible. I don't pitching know these ideas around town because what's to separate him from Noah Beck? Right, and like Bryce Hall, who arguably have more quote unquote clout influence. So I just find it interesting that like he keeps getting chosen for these projects. Yeah. Who was the other one who was like... Lil Hootie? Yes. Lil Hootie. He actually... And the other, and the other guy who was like head of that house, but he was... Griffin. Of a sort. No, he was like... Oh, Thomas. Yes. Thomas. Yeah. Nothing of the sort. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say about Lil... He was Lil... the head of the household. <laughs> no, he was like literally house mom. Like yeah. in House Bunny. But then there was like all that drama with... Um, we reported on this story when when Hype House like disintegrated. They never disintegrated. All the good people left. So there still is a Hype House like house and handle and merch and group. But they're not like notable pe- like they're smaller creators. Got it. But there was just like all this stuff with like payments and stuff that was crazy. And, and Thomas. With the house. Yeah. Remember that girl who's so pretty Daisy? She ended yeah. up leaving the house because like she had put down like a lot of money for the house, but Thomas like didn't pay her back. There was like, honestly, we needed a reality show like at that time at the height of the hype house because for a moment it was salacious as fuck. Right. Okay. Now it's all coming back to me. And then Daisy went on to date Brody Jenner. Uh, yes, but very quickly. And uh, she's dated other people since then. 
What's she up to now? Just being a girly girl. I don't really know. I don't keep tabs on her because, like, I'm really hitting the threshold of how many teenagers I can keep up with. You know? That's good. You can only do so many. And keep in mind, I keep up with a lot of teenagers. I'm just, like, hitting my threshold. And it's, like, I do feel, like, a little weird, like, watching all these kids who are, like, literal minors, you know? Yeah. I mean, you should. No, it's fucking weird. And, like, these reporters who, like, hang out with them all day and, like, write stories about them. It's like, what are you doing hanging out in a 16-year-old bedroom? Like, go home. <laughs> go back to your office. Yeah. 100%. I feel weird are just you- even, like, watching for more than an hour, you know? Yeah. I, I imagine you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you deleted TikTok, but. I did. And you know what? I have so much free time. And even though you send me videos and sometimes I'm so tempted to get back into it, like I think it's so much better for me as a person to not be on TikTok and well, like, not spend for my time like, like making videos that are just going to embarrass me. Well, that's true. Like the content I put out is like a real shame and a disgrace to my brand. <laughs> but what I get in return from TikTok, like hours upon hours of just like fabulous content, it's worth the price of admission. I know, but it's like for me, that's hours of hours that I could be like reading or or doing something more productive. So I don't need to add more, more toxicity to my plate. I really don't. No, I completely understand, but you're missing out on a world of fun. I know I am, but that's why you send me the highlights. That's true. Okay, ready for our next story? Sure. It's a little biz news and I'm seeing a trend. Biz news. Cool, cool. I'm seeing a trend here, but I'm also like having deja vu because I feel like we might have spoken about this. Yeah, wait. Oh my God, it was on the homepage of CNN Business, but the article's from December. X. What was the story? About Sephora opening up mini shops inside of Kohl's. Yeah, we did that. And then Ulta and Target. Yeah, and then Apple and Target too. Yeah, no, we've totally already heard this story. Skip. CNN Money's putting like a six-month-old story on there. Yeah, yeah. They tried to get me. Not today. Well, while you search for another story, let me remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Curtsy. We like to be different and wear unique pieces that no one else has. We've been going on Curtsy to shop so much and finding the coolest pieces. After sitting in the same sweatpants all year, we decided to freshen up our wardrobe and have been shopping and selling on Curtsy. We love it because they have the coolest pieces at thrift store prices delivered straight to you. So whatever your closet is missing, whether it's tie-dye, a shacket, a thrasher, whatever you're looking for, Curtsy has the latest styles you actually want at a price you can afford. We personally love Curtsy here at The Morning Toast because you're shopping from real women in your size and style. It's super easy to use, and we found some amazing deals, and it's also really nice that it's just women's clothes. With the Curtsy app, you get the thrift store prices delivered to your door. There's no need to sort through thousands of items that aren't in your style or size. Like, we found Lululemon tops for $20 and Lululemon leggings, which are the best leggings, for $40. The app carries tons of brands like Nike, Urban Outfitters, Princess Polly, Champion, Free People, and Levi's. And why Jackie and I love it even more is because we actually sell on Curtsy. Because, you know, when you're making investments, you got to make room for more. You got to bring in things, bring them out, bring in. And uh, Curtsy makes it super easy. Because if you don't know how to price most of your items, which most of the time I don't, Curtsy suggests a price, which is super helpful. And if you don't have a printer, they will mail you a shipping label for free, which is great because most people don't have printers. The coolest part is that you can instantly cash out to your debit card. If you want a sustainable way to get Brandy, Urban, Champion, and Lululemon delivered directly to your door. Download Curtsy today and enter the promo code TOAST for 15% off your first order. Search for Curtsy in the app store, spelled C-U-R-T-S-Y, and enter the promo code 
TOAST for 15% off your first order. Again, that's downloading the Curtsy app, entering the promo code TOAST. Love it. Okay, I found a new story that's even better. Okay. Ina Garden and Melissa McCarthy are teaming up for a new cocktail special. Oh. Cocktails and Tall Tales with Ina Garden and Melissa McCarthy airs Friday, March 26th. For Ina and Melissa, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. The Barefoot Contested star and comedian have teamed up for a Discovery Plus special called Cocktails and Tall Tales. In the special, the pair meet virtually, ugh, for the ugh. first time over Zoom from halfway across the globe. Garden is in East Hampton, while McCarthy calls in from Australia. You know what? Now that I heard that this is a virtual show, I really don't care, but I'm glad you brought it up. Because you know what I watched last night? Hmm. Beat Bobby Flay. Do you ever watch? Nope. It's such a crock of shit. Because, okay, so they have two chefs. The chefs battle each other for who's going to try and beat Bobby Flay. So yesterday, the episode I was watching was about, like, crab cakes. And this other guy, like, made a superior fucking crab cake. The judges said it. When they announced that Bobby Flay was the winner, like, my jaw hit the floor. And I get that it's, like, Bobby's show and, like, not everyone can always beat Bobby. But I thought it was, like, so rigged. This other guy, like, was so much better. Like, everyone loved his tartar sauce. They said that, like, um... Bobby's was like over seasoned and like kind of weird so like I just want to know if anyone else is as outraged at beat Bobby Flay like it's such a it's a piece of shit it's rigged so you think that it's rigged that like you think there's corruption over at beat Bobby Flay yeah I think well I, what I've heard about Bobby Flay like just like from you know people in the industry and also Dumois is that like he's an asshole like he's just like a scary mean guy so I imagine it's in his contract like he can only get beaten so many times because he has a reputation to uphold as like the best chef ever so like the best chef ever doesn't get beaten all the time so I imagine there's only a certain amount of times that he can lose and you know he had already hit his quota when filming this last episode because I couldn't believe like after hearing the judges I'm like there's no way Bobby's winning yeah well, I have a question. Remember when we were growing up, he had a show where he would like go. I don't think it was called Beat Bobby Flay, but it's like kind of the same premise. He would go around and find like the person in the country who makes the best crab cakes. Yeah. And then he would like try and out crab cake them. He's so aggressive. Like just let someone have a crab cake and let you have a crab cake. You don't have to beat everyone. Yeah. And it's like this person spent their whole life making crab cakes. And like <laughs> you just come in and you think that yours should be better because you're Bobby Flay. Like why can't people have their specialties? hundred percent like he literally like finds people in the country to like attack like leave them alone <laughs> like it's so aggressive like the competitive he nature literally he finds people in the country who've worked so hard at their craft and he just wants to come in there and destroy and their self-worth that it's not as good as it and it's worth mentioning i've eaten at a bobby flay steakhouse in atlantic city and it was an actual shit show like it was the worst restaurant i ever ate at so i just don't think Stop. bobby flay is so great that's all i'm saying and i think like the way he, like, insists on challenging people. It's like, Jackie, it's a meme like this. Nobody. <laughs> Literally nobody. Bobby Flay, do you think you can make a better crab cake than me? Like, chill the fuck out, Bobby. I'm trying to figure out if it was be Bobby Flay or what's throwdown with Bobby Flay. I feel like that. That's when he used to, like, one. invite people over to his backyard. No, no, no. This is it. This is it. Chef Bobby Flay travels around the U.S. <laughs> Literally what we said. And... <laughs> He's so aggressive. Wait. (laughs) And tries to beat award-winning cooks at their own game. Leave them alone. You have your own TV show. Like It's even sadder. (laughs) While the unsuspecting cooks think they're participating in one Food Network special. It's an ambush? (laughs) It's a fucking cook-off ambush? 
Flay and his team study up on their opponent's dish oh, and get in an some unfair practice. advantage. They fucking steal the recipe. Oh my god, no, I'm telling you, there is something with Bobby Flay. Like, I really do not fuck with him. Like, I feel like he's a really aggressive guy. <laughs> I just feel like I don't know why you have to be the best at everything. Like, yeah, and why you have to insist shows. on like tearing down the confidence of other chefs. Like, there, there literally can be more than one cook in the kitchen, Bobby. Like, chill the fuck out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They're, I don't like these premises. No, me neither. And I think we talk about this all the time, but like the way that Food Network has shifted to exclusively game shows is so annoying. So annoying, but that's why Discovery Plus is a godsend. Maybe they did that to like bother everyone enough to like need Discovery Plus. Because I'm sure there are people who like it, but like we just don't need that many episodes of Guy's Grocery Games, you know? <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that, but... No, but, like, the only type of competition show, like, I really like is, like, Tabitha Takes Over. Okay. She was an icon. I, oh, I only like British Baking Show, and that's not even Food Network. Yeah, actually, I also like those Food Network, like, Halloween cupcake specials where you have to make, like, a crazy cupcake. Yeah. But, like, good or bad? Because aren't there, like, also, like, worst, worst cook. cupcakes? Yeah, they, yeah, but they also have celebrity worst cooks, and that's actually good. Like, I saw an episode with Lonnie Love from The Real, and it was probably one of the funniest things I ever saw. Like, I think about it all the time. That's great. Yeah. But they have a lot of unnecessary shows. And I think someone needs to call out Bobby Flay. And I also think that someone, I don't know. I think we just did. Maybe, like, Ina needs to show up to Bobby's and be, like, from one pro to another. Calm down. Shut the fuck up. Like, already. Like, everyone's fucking sick and tired of you. Nobody even wants to beat you. Bobby's yeah. gonna be like, Bobby's gonna be like 95 years old. Like, anyone want to challenge me? Like, nobody cares, yeah. Bobby. Like, go be- go to bed. Totally. Well, if you care about I am Melissa McCarthy, you've got a virtual special waiting for you on Discovery Plus, where they're making cocktails. They've also, I guess, never met before, so it's not like we're watching celebrity and like an unlikely celebrity friendship. Well, then, that's just weird. I yeah, hate but virtual shows. The, I just hate them. Partway through the special, I know, I can't believe we're still doing them. Like, I thought we were done. Partway through the special, their husbands join and make oh. it a double date. But, like, that just sounds like an amazing show premise for IRL. Yeah, no, it's something that we could have waited until everyone's been vaccinated so we could get it filmed in the Hamptons. 100%. Um, well, speaking of filming, last night was Real Housewives of Atlanta. Wait, we and- have our fifth and final story. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It, it was confusing because there was a hiccup. I with story so deeply four. apologize. And and Bobby Flay has a tendency to throw people off their yeah, game. You're telling me. But our fifth and final story is actually a little great news for Ben. The Mrs. Doubtfire director confirms existence of an R-rated cut. On Friday, director Chris Columbus revealed that an R-rated version of the beloved 1993 comedy Mrs. Doubtfire exists, though there is not an NC-17 cut of the film. The confirmation came first from Entertainment Weekly following a viral tweet that noted Robin Williams, who played Euphigenia, improvised so much that there were PG, PG PG-13R, and NC-17 cuts of the film. That's crazy. The official film is rated PG-13. The director explained that the numerous cuts came as a result of Williams asking to let me play after he did a few scripted takes. He would then go on for 15 to 22 takes with his own improvised lines. He would sometimes go into territory that wouldn't be appropriate for a PG-13 movie, but certainly right. appropriate and hilariously funny for a rated R movie. The director said, I would, op- I would be open to maybe doing a documentary about the making of the film and enabling people to see certain scenes re-edited in an R-rated version. That sounds amazing. Just release the tapes. We don't need a documentary. Just release the tapes. 
I mean, no, you can't release the tapes like in an unstructured way. Like there needs to be some structure. And I would watch like a little documentary. Oh, speaking of which, I actually watched most of the college admissions scandal documentary oh. because Zach was watching it and I walked into the room and I, I was captivated. I'm not going to lie. What did you think about like the style they did it? Dramatized slash documentary. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I really, really liked it. I thought because they had all the tapes and stuff, mm-hmm. it was nice to be able to watch it as close to real life as possible. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a really good job with the whole thing. And I also think that at the end of it, you know, their POV was not what you would have expected because obviously like everyone is yep. mad at the parents for yep. putting their kids in this situation. But the issue at play here is so much bigger than just Operation Varsity Blues. Like, right, And that was like a huge problem. But like right. there are also other big problems and, that people aren't talking about. And arguably bigger problems. The corruption at these elite schools. It's yeah. just like it's and a the broken way system. Society it's a broken system. puts so much emphasis on those like literal seven schools when there are thousands of good colleges in the country and it also really doesn't matter where you go to college. Yeah, and the the documentary said that they think people are, are going to be like more that yes. this sort of scandal makes these schools more desirable, but for me like I feel the opposite way. Like it just highlights the fact that like it's all kind of bogus. Right. Because even though like we broke down one of the ways of getting into college, like paying your way, there's still like a fully legal way that a lot of schools welcome. It's just more money. Yeah. No, there's still a backdoor. Right. So it's just like so stupid and like corrupt. And I thought the documentary was really good. And but the frustrating thing is like Rick Singer, like just chilling, you know, going to his community pool and kite surfing on the weekends. So frustrating. And that Stanford sailing director, like, oh, John. So upsetting. So upsetting. Like he, the thing is, I don't understand why he had to be brought up on charges when he never personally accepted a donation. He gave it to the school. He thought it was part of his job. Yes, but I also feel like if you look at the timing of it, like he was literally getting arraigned on the day that the story broke. So imagine if the first person in the courtroom like actually didn't get charged. You know what I mean? Like now in hindsight, we can see that what he did compared to what everyone else did Mm -hmm. like wasn't that big of a deal. But the camera people were like following him into the courtroom. He he started to become like one of these, you know, corrupt people. and, And how could... How could they have seen that no charges would that that should have been? I hope he's like able to make a living. Well, now he does private sailing. Um, so if you are in, I don't the, know if there's the, a huge market for private sailing coaches. For private sailing lessons, yes, you watch the OC. Lessons or coaches? I guess that's the same. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. So if you guys are in the uh, South California area and you're looking SoCal, for SoCal, the lessons, kids call it SoCal. If you're looking for sailing lessons for your kids, like check them out. Um, that was like the worst part of the documentary though. I completely agree. Like so devastating. Such injustice. Um, now I believe, was that the final story? Yes, that was fifth and final. And you can share that with Ben later. That's like a good, you know, conversation starter. I know Um, you guys struggle. We do big time. (laughs) I know you didn't watch Real Houses of Atlanta and I did. And I'm just here to tell you, like you literally missed nothing except at the end of the episode, it got really, really good. Of course, like with a to be continued. Of course. But they all meet up at Fallon's house, who's like this new gal, and she's so sickeningly stunning. And her home is everything. She's 31. Her like boyfriend, I don't know if they're married, is 56. And Toya just comes in and is being so fucking disrespectful. Like just coming in talking about her house. She's like, You're so rich. Like, where's a maid? Why is nobody serving me my drink? Like acting just like a 
so, so rude. And Fallon really held it together for a while. But then when they're outside fighting, she just starts saying disgusting things about Fallon's like, man, you married for money. Like you don't have any, like nothing to your name. This isn't your house. And this new chick, Fallon, Jackie, she fucking loses her mind. She literally is running around the house trying to get Toya. Like the producers are holding her back. She just wants to like get in Toya's face. It was crazy. And then that's where it ended. But I like live for this girl and she was so wronged by Toya. And I kind of feel like we could be getting set up for a new housewife because she's everything of the sort. Yeah, that sounds like a, a really good start and set up. And why would they be going to her house if not? Right. Like what, what was the premise behind them? A Halloween party. She turned her house into a haunted house. Oh, cool. Okay, well then I'm definitely going to watch. I just am not, I haven't like turned on a TV. I don't even know, like, you know, I have to access my recordings. Well, I also caught up on a few old episodes of Atlanta because I was behind and I really loved watching Cynthia's wedding. I thought it was just like super sweet. Like we were there for Peter with the marriage license of it all. And I loved her wedding um, with Mike. But I did think it was interesting how they included like all the anxiety she was having from like the bad press she was getting about having a wedding in the middle of like Atlanta during COVID. Um, and I'm, like I thought it was an interesting way of like going about addressing it. And I'm sure she'll address it more on the reunion. But as far as I know, like nobody got sick. Right. So it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I like cried at her vows and her kissing her daughter. Like it was just really, really sweet. And you're right. Like the photo, the videography from, which was obviously like her photographer and videographer's footage was really good. Yeah. And I really liked the way that they showed it to us and I didn't think it needed to be like a whole episode. Me neither. I felt really intimate and like personal and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so that's that on that. And any other content you've been watching? No, I literally drink all weekend. I need to go recover. Like this your vacation yeah. couldn't have come at a better time for me. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm still working on my Queen Victoria book. I've been reading so much and I'm still not even fifty percent. I think this book in real life must be like a textbook size because right. it's like four hundred pages, but like I I've read four hundred page books, like that's all the time. Not such a task. Subtle flex. Stop. No, like that's not a crazy thing to, <laughs> okay. for a book to be four. It's not like the book is a thousand pages. And so, if anyone has bought the physical copy of this book, can you let me know how big? You can it look is? up a picture. Just, no, but like you can't get it to scale. Yeah, you can. Like on Google Images, what's it called? It's called Queen Victoria Matchmaking, book by Sarah Cadbury okay, of the Cadbury see. Fortune. Images. Okay, I'm getting Maybe a lot they have it of next to someone's digital covers. Like, I'm not getting... You're not getting what you Oh, here. Yeah, it looks pretty thick. Thick with two Thick C's. or tall? Not tall. So, so it's just 400 pages and I'm just reading slowly? And maybe it's like a small font? Maybe it's a small font. I don't know. Um, well, but I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm loving it. So if you, like me, have fallen down, period, piece, time hole, and... Time hole? Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. hole. And now you want to take your period to the text. Oh, I, I love, love taking my period to the tampon and then to the text. No, this is my first like piece of historical yeah. period that I've read and I'm, I'm loving the experience. So I'm transported, highly recommend, but it's really fucking long. Well, I'm so happy for you and I hope everyone enjoyed and today's episode. I hope that they did too. And, and if you're feeling RDH that it's over, patreon.com slash morning toast, you'll never look back. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast life stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast, and we're podcasting. We found so that Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio. 
Oh my God, excuse me. I heart radio Public cast. Radio burp. <laughs> I heart radio cast box. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us on Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you have an amazing day, you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. I love getting my podcast from burp. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.